Welcome to the Results Fastcast, the podcast created by personal trainers to help and support our clients by providing useful and applicable information to all things related to exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle. We will be discussing about how to get fantastic results at all levels, from beginners to advanced, as well as discussing news, current affairs, and how to understand what is the best path for you. My name is Ian Mellis, and I have been a personal trainer for close to 20 years now. Um, I own a business called Results Fast, based in Ware, Hertfordshire, where we train people one-to-one and in small groups. Um, I'm joined today by Io Williams of Achieve Your Objective Training and Nutrition. He specialises in helping dads in their 40s get lean, lose their stomach fat, and restore their energy in just 30 minutes per day. Okay. Okay. How you doing, Io? Welcome, welcome. Hello, Ian. How you doing? All good here? How are you? I am, I am good. I am good. Right. Uh, today, uh, what the podcast is about, we're going to be discussing goals. And goals are a really big uh, topic, I feel, in uh, fitness, uh, nutrition, as they usually underpin um, what this is all about and what people uh, want to get out of exercising, um their nutrition um a goal is usually what people will start with before they've actually undertaken any type of process or any type of training or any type of nutrition so today uh what we're going to be discussing um well we're going to right at the very start um io why do you think uh goals around fitness and nutrition are important oh it's uh it's you got to have something to aim for a goal in its most basic form is the reason you're showing up. What are you aiming for? Why have you started this new plan, whether it be exercise or nutrition? Why have you started speaking to a coach? Why have you discussed it with a mate? What's the what's the thing that you're aiming for? And without that thing to aim at, you know, you can lose your direction pretty fast. Um, so it's just, it's extremely important to know where you're going. Um, in addition to that, um, it's good to get a handle on the real reason you're doing what you're doing. Again, I've spoken about this, you know, many times. It's a knowing your why, your deeper reason uh, for setting out on the journey that you've set out on. Yeah, it's, in, it's, in, it's funny because um, when I basically wrote the questions for today, um, I sort of then go through sort of almost um, just like a bullet point, you know, one word, you know, or one sentence um, answer and the thing that I wrote down was like intent equals action and that was it yeah. because I just felt like right okay I could just drop the mic and walk off at this point because <laughs> make sure it's a um, short podcast though didn't it so <laughs> yeah no totally like this is I'm done I'm just I'm gonna basically uh like slim this whole podcast down into three words and uh, that's <laughs> it I'm done and because Goals pretty much underpin every behaviour. You do something for a reason. Um, that, that, that could be anything, couldn't it? I mean, uh, you know, we're discussing fitness and nutrition. It could be your work life. It could be your family life. It could be, Definitely. You know. Definitely. I mean, if you're going uh, you know, to drop the mic and walk off you know, in a short amount of time, a word that which you need to have in there is focus. Um, a goal gives you the opportunity to focus on a point you want to get to and once you've got that focus 
you know you can really think about the behaviors you need to make sure in your life daily those behaviors will get you to your goal and uh, it's the focus not only on the long term but on the short term that goal in your mind enables you to focus on that which you need to do regularly to get you there and so without that goal there can be no focus either long term or short term as soon as you said focus there i just had visions of karate kid just standing on the uh you know on, on the beach standing on one leg you know practicing See, that just tells like, everyone exactly how old you are because you're talking about the original <laughs> version you're not talking about cobra kai are you you're no, talking no, about... <laughs> no 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 none of this modern rubbish <laughs> on the netflix um I think it's sort of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so impressed by that bullet point now. I think I'm going to go to Vistaprint and get some big boards for the gym and just write intent equals uh, action and focus. Um, yeah, you know, like, so I think that's the thing that it's interesting when you sort of like talk about focus because loss of focus is often, well, you know, a reason why people fail. Um, when people pick a goal, um what common mistakes do you think uh they make um so what you know basically what goes wrong in the sort of like you know the that pathway between i want to you know so sort of like i want to achieve x or y what common mistakes do people normally make at that initial point okay the the main the main thing uh, when you're thinking about a goal and how to avoid it being a mistake is the goal realistic um, and you need to look at that in a number of ways. So the time frame of how long you're giving yourself to get to your goal or to see changes towards that goal, that needs to be realistic right from the start. Because if you're looking to make a change which is completely unrealistic in the time frame you've given, uh, that's a demotivator. So, you know, it could be anything. It could be if you've set yourself a target to run a marathon in a specific time, and halfway through your training, it becomes clear that you're not going to get anywhere near that time because of, you know, what you're doing in training. It can be very demotivating, but that's not your fault. That's, you know, you weren't honest with yourself at the start about what was realistic with what to aim for. If you're looking to get to a certain size by a certain date, you know, is that realistic compared to where you are now? So the time frame for your goal is absolutely crucial to setting and making sure that goal is realistic. Also, the end goal, where you want to get to, you know, overall, given, you know, given any amount of time, is that realistic? Is that something uh, that is actually achievable? And when I say, is it achievable? You could say, oh, anything's possible if you put in mind to it. But actually, what are you prepared to do to get to where you say you want to be? You know, what are you genuinely prepared to if you like sacrifice or exchange or take out, you know, you can't, we all have a finite amount of time in our lives, you know, in our day, you know, if you're going to start something new, you might have to reduce something else to make that thing happen. If you don't currently train three times a week you know, for half an hour, you know, something you're doing now is going to have to diminish or do less of in order to get that time in. You know, if you're not currently spending, you know, half an hour a day preparing a meal or planning ahead, what are you going to do? Are you prepared to watch the Netflix half an hour less a day in order to make that goal happen? If you're not prepared to do that, now don't beat yourself up about it, but just be honest. No, so make that realistic. One of the questions I ask right at the start uh, to everybody who comes to work with me, are you, how ready are you 
to do this? How able are you to do this? And how willing are you to do this? And obviously most people just say, oh yeah, 10, 10, 10, you know? But then you dig deeper and say, right, how ready are you? That's normally quite high because they're talking to me. But how able are you to do it? That's a biggie. That's a huge thing, you know? What is in your life which is stopping you doing the things which you say, well, we're gonna need to do? And it suddenly it becomes clear that there is a couple of things holding them back. They're not, it's not a 10. So we make ourselves aware of them and we try and find out ways we can get around them to push that number closer to a 10 or even a nine. And then how willing are you to do this? You know, so I say, you know, I'm all about not giving anything up. I want you to keep beer and pizza and chocolate in your diet as you move towards your goal, whatever that goal may be. But if you currently drink, you know, 10 whiskeys or 10 pints a night, clearly, if you're looking to see a smaller waistline, that number is going to have to come down. I'm not saying give it up. But if you're not willing to address the amounts of your intake, which are really pushing you in the wrong direction, if you're not willing to do that, that's fine, but make it realistic. You know, what are you realistically prepared to do to get towards your goal? Let's talk about that and let's agree on that and let's move forward in a realistic way. Mm. So that normally happens around the goal setting process, isn't it? It's the... Um, it's irrelevant as a personal trainer what someone's um, goal is when they walk in because a lot of time all we're sitting there, all we're thinking about is process. We're not thinking about the goal. Um, I almost sort of said, I was, I was thinking about this the other day when I was uh, training um, about you know some of these questions. And one of the things that um, I was thinking about is that it was it's almost easier when you start out as being a personal trainer and people come to you with their goals and you come up just with a real easy solution. Um, it, it starts off with eat less, move more, say for weight loss. And you just bang that calorie deficit drum, just say you've got to eat less <laughs> and that's it. And you know, you've got to do more and it doesn't really matter what you're doing because you're just going to train people and you're going to do boxing and you're going to do circuit training and you're not, you're not going to worry about the best protocol. You know, you think you're doing the best protocol, but your perhaps your experience hasn't, you know, driven you to that point. And now when people come to me sort of, you know, 20 years down the line of sort of doing this, all I'm thinking, you know, the, the, the overarching goal sometimes is almost, um, I don't want to sort of say irrelevant, but I know it won't happen unless we've ticked off a number of boxes of almost process orientated um, micro goals um, to get us to where we're going. And the, the thing is that when say, you know, like you sort of say, someone comes in and sort of says, I'm willing to do anything to lose weight. And you sort of say, are you willing to drink two liters of water a day? It's a really hard sell because they go like, no, I just want the abs. I just want the abs. <laughs> just want, don't want do to do that. that. I'll do that. Just give me the result. But now what you say about the, the, uh, uh, the, the inexperienced trainer just doing you only know what you know and so if you if you only know one prescription then you you deliver that and you, and you work with it and you get the results you get um, but as coming from where we are now 20 years down the line you're almost thinking about what's going to torpedo this person's efforts and you're trying to address those before they happen you know, if you're an inexperienced trainer, you can't do that. So mm. someone comes to me and they say they want to do X. And I'm thinking, okay, that's the big goal. 
what are the little mini X's that we're going to do day to day to get you there? And what are the things that which are going to trip you up and stop you doing those things and stop you getting those little things done, which will get you to the big finish line. And that's, that's good, what, yeah, that's a good point there. Cause really that leads into the next question. What, you know, what leads to failure? Basically what, what leads to people not achieving their goals in your sort of like, you know, in your experience, what do you sort of like see? Why well, do so many goals fail basically? The thing is that change isn't, easy it's not easy because it's not easy to just achieve the goal which has been bugging you for uh you know sometimes quite a long time if it was easy everyone would do it and everyone would be in exactly uh, the right shape the, 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 the shape they want to be they'd be as fit as they want to be they'd sleep as much as they would it's not easy and so thinking that it is easy is the is the first mistake and that's why a lot of goals fail um so what we do um, as coaches is you actually make decide what's going to be easy for this person and get them moving in the right direction so what's going to be easy for this person to do in their day which is going to push them close towards their goal the big change the big result that's not easy because it's a massive it's a long way away but what can we tweak I suppose it's right meeting now. that person. Right yeah, yeah, meeting yeah. that person. To make, to make it easy. What, what, what can you focus on that is easy? And then how can you build those up? Uh, many goals fail as well because people give up too soon uh, because they focus on that big end goal. And that big end goal, a month down the line of whatever you're doing, is still a long way away. You know, if you've got a big target to get to, you come around, someone walks into your gym, Ian, and they say, I want to you know, lose a stone of weight, for example, or I want to be fit enough to, to, to run this distance, whatever it is, you know, what they're talking about is not achievable within a month. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, of, of you doing a new habit, a month is a long time. So if that, ch if what you're doing, you know, isn't seeing you know, things happen, then, you know, you can be discouraged. So the thing mm. is, make the small changes that you decide on, make them easy make them doable and make sure that you, they give you something back. You see some changes or you feel some changes and, um, and, and carry on. You know, many girls fail because people give up too soon uh, because they're not seeing things happen um, or because their, their original goal was too far in the distance. So make those goals a little bit smaller, um, make them a little bit more realistic with the time that you've got. So if someone says to you, they want to do X by X, say, well, what do you want to do? Where are we going to be at the end of this month? Mm. What do we get? What, would, what are we going to aim for? And that could be something you can measure or can be a behavior related goal. So our goal is to make sure that four of your meals, uh, lunches are planned you know, every week mm. between now and the end of the month. And let's tick that box. And if that happens, we know that with, that with the planning with the individual concerned that those meals are going to be on point for their goal. Mm. And, uh, they can look back See, on that. The, the goal is sort of, um, you know, I, I mean, it's the way I look at it, it's a bit like compare myself to, again, I'm going to show my age again. Um, but it's like the matrix. That's that's all I see now. I just see like rows of numbers and, you know, just streaming. Like someone says to me, I want to lose a stone and all I just, you know, I'm just putting on a black leather trench coat and just sort of like, <laughs> like you, just you like don't leather, understand. <laughs> you know, you know. Like wearing like, leather. Yeah, um, because I think, you know, the thing is that sort of what, you know, the results that you get are going to be the product of not just one thing. 
I think that's the the thing is it, it, the message is always simplified. If I eat less and move more, I will see the result, and you will. But they're fundamentally actually quite hard things to do because you're talking about major habit change, changes in the shifts that you use your time, whether that's prepping food or whether that's you know going to the gym or exercising. And you know, in those situations, um, it's a case of how do I show someone? You know, I don't have to sort of tell them everything but how do we get um an early win in this process that is going to sustain because motivation is key we, we, we've spoken about it in previous podcasts the maintenance of mo motivation is key to people not failing their goals but people need to feel in charge of the situation also in turn you know they need to feel motivated for if they fall off the wagon or fall off the horse they immediately jump back on it and agrees. You know, in, 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 yeah, in, in that process, you have to give someone something early on because we can't get too hung up on them. It, it, it goes back into sort of the discussion about nutrition last time. If I just give someone a calorie goal and they fall away, what buy into the process? But if we if we've given them strategies, which we know or they, you know, they it doesn't matter that they don't know what we know. <laughs> um if I can give them a strategy which shows them a win, they will have immediate buy-in. Um, like um, this week, one of our members uh, decided uh, they were going to get back on their nutrition. Uh, very simply, we had a look at where they were now. We set a target around uh, protein consumption and just general food consumption. Made a little bit of a plan, and um, boom, four you know four kilograms of weight loss. Um, you know, two pound a week. Um, standard. Another one of our members um, sent me a, you know, a plan of this is what I'm going to do for dinner and this is roughly what I'm going to do the other time. And they had, um, therefore, they had that sort of, um, how can I put it, ability to follow through at that point. Um, right, right. Yeah, because they'd sort of um, effectively, they, 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 they knew what the overarching goal was. But their primary goal there was to control uh, calorific intake. And that's really what it was about, you know, irrelevant of sort yeah. of like the exercise side of things. Uh, you know, we just found a way of sort of like controlling the ins. Um, I think the thing is, Excellent. you know, with, with, with all these things as well, and one thing that a lot of uh, people won't discuss in this industry because, you um, perhaps people who are into fitness or, you know, athletes or things like that. Repetition fundamentally for most people is boring. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I think that's the yeah. reason why a lot of goals fail. People are bored. People, um, people are bored. We mentioned this last time, um, you know, when it comes to nutrition and healthy eating, people either assume it's boring and then don't start, or they start and it is boring because they haven't got the variety to make it interesting. And that can kill your motivation, exercise. Uh, if someone... Uh, doesn't particularly like exercise it very quickly becomes boring you've got to figure out you know I put a post up yesterday what, what does I say I said what's the best exercise because it's a question we get asked all the time uh, and I said it's uh, my, my short answer was you get to choose you know now you could obviously uh, say well resistance exercise is key in terms of maintaining your lean muscle uh, you've got to move around a bit and get your steps up ultimately um, you've got to do that which you can do regularly you know, that which doesn't bore you to tears. Uh, now, the answer <laughs> I owe is deadlifts. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there we go. Here goes. That's, That's why I didn't ask That's you. That's no, why I didn't no, ask. no rep deadlift is the answer to everything. You know, like you cancer <laughs> as well. Cancer. Just deadlift. Yeah. yeah, just deadlift. Forget it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You don't get to choose. Apparently, you know, you just don't. No, yeah. no. So ignore no, my no. posture to play box. No, I, I get what you mean. It's it, it it's a real sort of. Um, I feel like sometimes you want to be on some a special plan when um, you know a, a steps goal will take you the direction that you want to go. Um, you want to. Um, you know, do a specific type of hit training. And this this is one of sort of like the bees in my bonnet at the moment in time with a lot of stuff on social media. Everything is hit related. Um, it's just a, you know, a cluster F-bomb of sort of exercises all together, which really is just aerobic exercise after a while, after about, you know, five minutes, um, this stuff just turns into, you know, repetition-based uh, sort of like cardio. Um, so I think it's sort of like having that ability, you know, sort of, um, how can I sort of say, having a uh, pathway, having a um, having a plan um, means that your goal won't fail because the idea is, is that the plan is bigger than the actual goal. The plan is um, the roadmap. Um, yeah, and so staying on them is following the map. It's like looking at the map to see what's next. What am I going to do at this next turn, this next junction and getting excited about that and making sure that's right. You know, making sure that every left turn, right turn is is done correctly rather than the destination. It's about the journey um, and it's about making that journey actually as interesting as a destination because if you can get someone involved and excited about uh, how we're going to get there, and get them mm. to buy into that i.e interesting meals i.e understanding why we're asking them to do what they're doing with the nutrition i.e making sure that the workouts they're doing are not completely opposite to what they want to do if somebody comes to me and they want to deadlift and that's all they want to do and i say well you've got to get your steps up mate and they hate walking well what the hell is that you know yeah totally you know? And, yeah. And, and vice versa somebody does not want to set foot in the gym ever uh, they don't have the time they don't you know it's not culturally right for them um and they just want to move around uh, but they've got a garden and like garden then i'm gonna you know figure out how i'm gonna get their gardening to re- gardening to resemble uh, what we need to do you can still be build plenty of lean muscle in the garden mm. i think it's also and food of the strongest people i've met recently yeah. is removal removal folks people who, who move stuff uh, from a to b strong as can you swear mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to change it for over 14 to that point so like yeah you know um so yeah I mean I, I think that's the um you know that's that's the thing isn't it like so many I think you're also dealing with people's um um would you call it, say preconceived sort of ideas that say for instance um if I go running it's better for weight loss right than lifting weights um if I lift weights I will get bulky um you know all of these things feed into basically people's feeling about their goal and the process that they're going to uh, go through um you know some people come in and they're like I, I want to do this but I don't want to sweat and you're like well this, this might take a bit more time than you know you you know you, you know you wanted yeah. to sort of like you know you know go like a nutritional approach might be better in those situations um, this is a big yeah this is a biggie actually because people have um what do they call it? They're, they're preconceived ideas about what what works so some sometimes people come to me 
and say and tell me what they want to do with the program in the reading. And I say, it's, it's interesting. And I ask them why uh, they think that uh, and why they why that's the path they want to go. And normally it's because they just believe that because of something they've read or heard about in their past. Mm. Um, and sometimes you have to, again, no one comes to be educated. They just want the result. And sometimes mm. you have to just say, trust me, you know, but that which you're talking about isn't really going to work for you. A lot of people are working out too much to get to their goal. You know, people are thrashing themselves five days a week with cardiovascular work, uh, which is pretty much steady state. Mm. Now they need to be working out maybe two or three times a week um, with the resistance work or, you know, making sure that their cardio is just a walk and not sort of going that sort of middle zone where they're just cruising along doing not an awful lot. Again, there's nothing wrong with the steady state cardio, but if somebody's looking to actually, you know, get that lean muscle up and, and get their metabolism firing and, and lose some weight relatively quickly, there are more efficient things we can do. You know, there are people who, you know, it's even now you get people who say, I don't want to do any resistance work because, uh, because I think it will, uh, make them bulky they think it will do this and that and then you have to be compassionate compassionate maybe they are in that small percentage of people who do bulk up very fast and then you adjust the program but again you know hit training you know isn't the, the be all and end all but it's very effective for certain things steady state cardio at the right level can also be effective for certain things but you have to basically come with an open mind uh, and listen to somebody who's actually seen plenty of people go through the same process that you've gone through and say, let's give this a go for a certain amount of time. Uh, and let's, let's watch what happens. Mm. And I think that's the thing also sort of with exercise, there's sort of like feels like um, almost like that urge to, you know, kind of, this is probably more about, you know, pre again, people's preconceived that exercise is a miserable thing. So I want to punish myself. I want it to be as hard as uh, possible Therefore, the positive gets turned into a negative and all it has to be about is pain. And I just consider that, you know, when someone has uh, done a session or a class which has left them really, really sore, um, that either the person is a complete beginner, in which case we need to get them over that hill as quickly as possible, which is fine. We're going to take a little bit of you know pain at that point. Um, or that the program that's been written has been written really, really badly to leave a person that sore. Because we know that, you know, physiologically, um, we don't need muscle soreness for a training program to be effective and uh, to, you know, to, to move, per move someone on to the next level. In fact, we sort of know that, you know, muscular soreness is probably going to be a massive demotivator for people because it hurts <laughs> um, and also in turn where sort of it's going to limit our ability to perhaps move or um, you know perform you know your next session um, really really well so it comes down to you know what you're doing is actually um, important but if your perception so early is um, like this negative experience and this is what I talk a lot with people's got, you know, what, you know, um, I've sort of like this thing at the gym when people come in, it's almost like six sessions, six weeks, six months. And, um, you know, <laughs> I can guarantee you the person who does six sessions in the first week 
<laughs> I probably, I might, you know, they won't be doing that in six weeks' time. Yeah, I'm doing that in six weeks' time. It's it's, um, it's really, it's a really good point, actually. Uh, and that comes down to one of the old mantras uh, from way back in the day, that no pain, no gain. And mm. people believe a workout has to wipe them out in order for it to be doing good. And I mean, DOMS, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness is a thing, you know, but when you, if your workout today means you can't work out for two days, you went too hard, you went too much. And with somebody who's a beginner or intermediate, it's a massive demotivator. You know, mm. a workout should, you know, be just enough. Minimum effective dose. That's, a, again, that's trainer jargon. But what's the, the least we can work out to give you the, the, the dose that you need to push you in the right direction? And often that's a relatively short workout uh, of moderate intensity which means you can come back, you know, in, in the next day, depending if we're doing split routines or in 48 hours and go again. Mm. You know, I mean, people say, oh yeah, that workout. Yeah. It killed my legs. Couldn't move them for three days, you know? And, you know, I don't roll my eyes at people, but you know, you know I'm thinking, Hmm, I'd like to see that program, you know, mm. you know, maybe, you know, it, and again, it doesn't matter whether you, you haven't worked out for a while or not for you in that moment, you've gone too far. You know, mm. you need to be able to come back and go again and go again and go again. You don't need that subconscious demotivator uh, saying, actually, you know, that hurt. You know, if, you, mm. if, if it's if you're looking to work out in a specific time of, at, at a specific time of day and you've got to get it done before you get other stuff in your day done. And subconsciously you're thinking, I don't want to do that because it hurt me last time. You know, that's not good. You want to be that feeling you get after a workout where it feels good. Uh, and it continues to feel good. And then the doms you get is the feeling the next day that you know you've worked out, but it doesn't necessarily hurt. That's what we're aiming for, you know? Mm. That's what we're aiming for. And that's the feeling which keeps both experienced and beginners coming back, you know? And that's mm. why, you know, we both have trained, you know, clients for years, you know? If we, <laughs> if we gave them pain, they couldn't stand up. They wouldn't come back, you know? and it's about finding that balance. So workouts need to be set at a level where they're actually motivated to come back and, uh, and go again. And that's another thing, coming back to the goals thing. Uh, the goal is to you know, make sure that people want to do that which they need to do to get them to their overreaching goal. Mm. So I think it's also sort of interesting as well, sort of like, you know, if you sort of said, you know, doing, I don't know, 30 sessions in 30 days or something like that, um, you know, and especially sort of, you know, if you were like looking at, I don't know, a weight loss goal, um, you know, we can absolutely hammer the training. But if your nutrition doesn't, you know, move with you, in fact, most of the time when people up their activity, they up the amount of calories they want to eat as well. It's natural, you know, your, you know, <laughs> sustenance, fueling, um, recovery just in general. So, you know, hammering the exercise isn't always uh, the solution when there's other behavior modifications. And I think that's why sort of, you know, people throw, you know, we spoke about people throwing in the towel um, early because they don't feel they've been rewarded for their efforts. But as you say, it's not always easy. Um, I mean, that's a good question. So sort of, if you were going to go for a process with someone, you know, right now helping them to lose weight, um, how would you approach their goal? What would you, what, you know, what would you do? So they walk in and um, I want to lose weight. How are you going to help me? What are we going to do? Okay. I mean, you'd identify the three things that would really make a difference to that person right now. You know, so look at, have a conversation. You've got to have a conversation um, 
coaching is about finding out about the individual have that chat um and from that chat let's think talk about three things that they identify that would really make a difference right now um if it's regarding nutrition so i mean it could be speed of eating it could be portion sizes it could be timing of when you're eating it could be the choices uh, that you're making on your plate and i'd get the individual in front of me or i'd get i get i asked the individual in front of me to pick which one of those they want to focus on first which one of those are we really going to go out this first week or, or fortnight um and you know we're really going to make a go at making that right for your goals so they choose that they choose what you know they're going to focus on you don't focus on all four at the same time pick one uh and then once they've chosen it let's just say it's um portion sizes uh then we plan and we approach you uh, over the next week to make sure their portion sizes are in line with their goals and again there's no there's no food shaming here there's no there's no right or wrong uh, but clearly if this person is looking to get into a certain shape or a certain feeling in terms of energy level we can do a lot with portion sizes timing speed of eating and choices in order to make that better for their goal and so we work on that thing which they've identified the portions right so this is the portion size i think is appropriate uh, to your goal how are we going to work that into your breakfast lunch and tea uh, over the next week um, and then we come we have that conversation we come to a plan and then we we execute and then mm. we get some feedback on it. We take some pictures and we look at it. And that's the, the first thing we do. And then once we've practiced that, we've got that in place, we work on the next thing. What's the next most important thing that you think is holding you back regarding getting to where you want to be? And they might just say, well, frankly, it's the choices. I know that I make bad choices. Okay, let's work on that. You know, where do you think your choices are, are worst? Uh, dinner. Uh, I always go and do this at dinner. My breakfast, summer lunches, I think are okay. And then we work on that and then we stack those habits and that's how you get some that's a process you get someone to lose weight now we all know anyone listening to this is probably sharp enough to know that it comes down to energy balance um, and a calorific deficit but it's not just about calories and calories out um, that's the that's the headline what matters is what are you doing to achieve that and it comes down to all those things which are going to help you get your energy balance right so we're going to move a bit more we're going to actually look at your plates to make sure that they actually fill you up without pushing you into you know way over your calories you know you could mm. eat very little and still go way over your calories what's on your plate what's going to fill you up what's going to give you the nutrient what's going to taste good and actually make sure that your calories are low enough to actually get that calorific deficit well if it's not calorific deficit what's going to be in your plate to make sure that you've got the energy that you need to actually not feel lethargic by the end of the day what's missing what can we add to your plate we'll work on that yeah it's interesting because i think at the moment just sort of like you know if anyone's a, you know like an, a consumer of social media that people keep on banging the calorie deficit drum like massively it's like calorie deficit calorie deficit and what i'm sort of what i was i was talking to someone the other day and what i was sort of trying to say that what you do training wise does matter because otherwise we just strip calories down and that would work but you can't diet someone into a hole do you know what i mean you can't you know the same as you know you can't run away from a bad diet do you know you know there's a number of things that we can do 
from a human metabolism point of view and also a behavior point of view um, and also a hormonal point of view that we know will perhaps be uh, more effective. Um, off the top of my head, sort of, uh, one of those might be high protein feeding around uh, uh, satiety and hunger management. We know that um, basically, you know, protein consumption uh, can modify responses to hunger. Um, we know that um, people who uh, generally, well, I think one of the papers I saw, consume breakfast, um, tend to be more mentally um, alert through the day and, you know, have, you know, better self-reported energy levels. But it doesn't mean that that's just going to be the same for everyone. That's just, you know, the stats that we've um, sort of, you know, seen. So when we're sort of setting someone up, the, you know, some people are really surprised that I don't have one uniform way of working with people, that we've got a lot of different processes um, and that I'm not going to give you the hardcore plan on uh, day one. It would be sort of almost um, unethical to suggest, you know, sort of like, you know, looking into certain advanced diet, dieting sessions, but just as the same that I'm not going to basically bring someone in on day one and perhaps teach them to um, Olympic lift with a hundred kilos. Um, I'm going to start with a broomstick. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, it's meeting people where they're at, uh, giving people what they need, having a conversation and going forward in the best way for them, which we can sustain. Again, and all of this is sustainable. That's so a lot of the goals, a lot of the goals early on are you know, really easy, you know, and, it, you know, you, 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 you can see it on sort of, uh, I'm going to just, you know, quote, you know, 80s movie culture massively, but Karate Kid is a very great example. Now, here we go again. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, you know, I, I, I doubt that anyone got really good at karate painting their fence, but it's not actually <laughs> about that, is it? it, it it's about the uh, it's about the work ethic, isn't it? It's about, uh, what about wax on, wax off, man? Come yeah, on. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's about dedication. It's about giving yourself to the craft. It's about falling in love with boredom um in a, in a way um you know, it's, the, about, you know it's, it's about learning to do certain things daily um which don't bore you to tears which you know will get you to where you want to be so you know breakfast again if you're not a breakfast person uh, just don't have it but make sure that that first meal of the day you have is tasty something you can look forward to as well as as well as being nutritious and in line with your goals that's really important really important the goals have got to be uh, palatable both in terms of your tongue and uh, wanting to do it so we spoke about weight loss but say someone has a fitness goal uh, um you know or a performance goal would there be sort of like a different way that you approach uh, their goal in that in in that sense so. yeah of course i mean again it's question based uh, for, for example what is the goal uh, where are you now um What's the due date for the goal? If, if it's a race, uh, when is the race? If it's um, if it's uh, a weight that you want to be shifting, uh, then when would you like to shift that by? Uh, if it's a fitness goal, it's you know, if it's a size you want to get to, then 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 when would you like to get there? Um, what's the dose? You know, what are we gonna what are we gonna suggest to this person uh, in order to get them there in that time? And is that feasible? They need to. For example, run a marathon or run a 10k, or you know, how many times do we need to get this person running a week? How many 
um, mobility sessions we need to get them to do? Uh, how much rest are they going to get? Is this person sleeping enough to actually support their training so they can recover enough to go again? Uh, so what's the dose that they need? Can they do it within their life? Uh, what's the rest that they need? Is that appropriate? Is that going to happen? Um, and what's the, the care the care package when they get, we're going to give them for the obvious pitfalls that are going to befall them. So we know if they, if they, you know, are new to running and they're going to start running, that we need to look at the the way that their their gait, you know, look at their trainers that they're in, make sure that they don't start running in their old tennis shoes which are twenty years old, uh, because we know what's going to happen. So we need to have some, we need to think about what the potential things which are going to scupper this plan and and meet them think about them before they hit if it's a case of uh they want to learn how to squat properly uh, then we need to take them right back to basics and unload the bar really get those movement patterns working well it's finding out what the goal is identifying where they are now cleaning things up working out what the dose is working out what the rest is and then going from there mm. i That's find it really hard with with, with with running programs that people don't run to a plan they just go for a run I just, I, I can't, um, for me personally, I just can't compute it. I just, it's like, you know, it's like, what are you running from? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, what, what, what's, what's the purpose? What you're, you're, you're just going for a run. And I suppose it's different from person to person because otherwise, you know, other people would sort of say like, you know, sitting on a turbo or a stationary bike, you know, Jesus, you know, what's, you know, what's, you know, that, that would be, you know, mind numbing for someone else, wouldn't it? Um, but I think having that sort of, um, I just know that sort of if there was like, a, you know, if it was the goal just to go running, I think, you know, stuff like uh, the couch, the NHS couch to 5K program is really, really strong because people don't realise that it's a structured running program. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're yeah. sort of sat there going, this is good info. This is, a you know, out of all Excellent. the things... You know, excellent. It's it's got the rest, you know, programmed in. It's got progressive overload programmed in, and it's taken a lot of people from couch to five k uh, in in a in a decent time, and encourage them that they can actually do it. That's a great program. Um, mm. and, and then and then in turn, you know, then someone does that, and then they go, "Well, I want to run ten k," and they go, well, "What are we going to do? I'm just going to go running three times a week." I'm like, "No, come on! Like this is the, you know, this is the this is you know this is where the magic happens. It's like sort of." um controlling your outcomes and yeah maybe you know maybe it's the question that people don't care about you know how they do it they just care about the final destination um which is you know absolutely fine because at the end of the day it's their goals but i think you know sort of if you apply sort of sensible information you can make that process so much more uh pleasurable like um you know, with uh, the training programs that I write for people. And even when I um, work with small group training or, you know, we, you know, we tend to write everything in four week cycles and mm. we modify what we're doing in that period of time. I was talking to someone earlier today and they just said, I felt really flat in the session, you know, like yesterday, I just didn't, you know, I didn't feel sharp. And I'm like, well, last week was tough. Mm. You know, I wasn't looking for, you know, I wasn't looking for PBs this week. It's okay. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's okay. Um, last week, you know, you felt, you know, you know, your personal bested. And then this week, you know, it's down. You know, I don't need to see, you know, I've been saying like 1% better every day. But realistically, I know that there's going to be a point like a law of diminishing returns. And that's, that's the hard stuff. Because usually once you get to that point, you know, someone 
who is maybe undertaking an exercise plan or nutrition plan is probably quite well drilled in their everyday behaviors. Mm. Um, you know, so, you know, every, the ability to go that little bit more requires that little bit effort of effort. But once you're down at that base level, if you're going from uh, zero, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, your, your initial returns can be so great. Like if you take up a new, um, if you start practicing yoga, um, what you're going to sort of see in that first six weeks is probably more that you're going to see in the second six weeks. And it's like uh, going back to the basics of, you know, seeing that, you know, seeing that reward and having that, um, you know, having that, or building that process or building those processes where you start to see sustainable uh, changes in um, results. Yeah, beginners gains is a thing. So I mean, if you yeah, start yeah, working so. out, if you start a strength training program, the gains you see right at the start will um, at a faster rate than you'll see at any other point of the journey because uh, of the neurological uh, ad- adaptations. I'm on boring mm. onto tears. I shouldn't go down that road. But um, those beginners gains you see are massive, and the same goes for any new thing that you start. And again, it's managing expectations so that people don't feel like, oh, I'm not getting the gain I got right at the start. Let me train harder. Uh, without realizing that it is the rest in between the training sessions which gets you stronger and that's true of all training whether it be cardiovascular uh, or strength so that's mm. why um, and I, I think it is interesting so like you know bringing you know technical points in there because the more I can get people to sort of like buy in of you know, you know I don't know why we're gonna deload and take an easier week on training when people just sort of say yeah but I need to strip off calories I want to you know you know keep you know you know keep the foot to the floor and keep hammering away it's sort of say well we need you know we need the space to become better you know whether that's uh muscle gain uh neural system recovery all of these things are an issue if you don't train sensibly you know as you sort of say you know like um try training after a bad night's sleep and you know you see your performance levels drop off now i'm not sort of saying that everyone needs to monitor monitor themselves like um an Olympian or approach everything like that again you know 10,000 steps let's go back to that you know it's pretty much going to be sustainable you know for everyone you know bar a major I don't know lower body injury or something like that um but you know they're they're sort of you know our lower level activity guidelines uh when it comes to training um you know we you know there, there can be a you know, a bigger thought process about sort of, you know, how to keep yourself organized, especially if you've got, you know, specific goals, you know, say running a marathon or a 10K. I mean, I've seen so many people um, go to run a marathon, get to half a marathon distance and sort of be going quite well. And then their program after that just falls apart a bit because well, they don't have a program. They're not, you know, they're not monitoring how to, you know, get up to 26 miles. And what people, don't, you know, just don't expect is that running a marathon is actually quite tough. It's even tougher if you're just trying to just basically run it mindlessly by just running more and more every week. So, yeah. you know, yeah, organization. It yeah. does. Ta- it does take a plan, which which is uh, which takes into account uh, a lot of things. I'm going to get too specific on that, but again, it's a case of the rest is important. Um, trusting the fact that you don't have to run that much in a marathon training program. Um, it's mm. it's it's important not to overdo it. And that goes for any program. I mean, a lot of the time I spend as a coach is, is holding people back. They want more. They want it faster. They want to get there quicker. Shouldn't I train harder? Shouldn't I strip this out of my diet completely? And it's like, no, 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 uh, this is enough. You know, it's better that we get there slowly 
so mm. we don't have setbacks. It's better to lose the weight slowly. It's better to see incremental gains slowly. Um, slow is better. Mm. Slow is better. It's a case. It's inter- yeah, I mean, interestingly, so like, you know, with marathons, um, so many people, when I've written programs for people, the interest for well, how, you know, have you got a time in mind? And they'll always say three and a half hours. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, right. You know, that's, that's fairly quick, you know, bearing in mind, we've never done this before. And, you know, we're sort of, you know, what's our range? Well, five to 10 K at the moment. So they're into it. They've got buy-in towards the goal, but that's going to take, you know, that's going to be a big ask, which can, you know, make the training incredibly hard, especially if you start to fall away, the, you know, from the body, you know, you get a cold, you miss a week, you've got to, you know, catch up. Um, I mean, yeah, that, well, that brings us right back to the start about realistic goal setting. Um, and that, mm. that, you know, because that's a massive demotivator right at the start. I mean, you can, you can track it backwards. If someone comes to you and, you, and they tell you that their 5K time is, is 35 minutes, and they want to do uh, a sub four marathon in 16 weeks time. You know, we know just from basic mathematics, so that's going to be extremely difficult because of the the distances they're going to be have to be running, you know, with two weeks to go to what they can run now and the times that we're going to do. And yet the the people pull these numbers out of the air. So it's no different to a, uh, a weight goal or a waistline goal. And you're thinking, well, What's realistic for this person if we mm. go straight through training with, with no injuries, with no stress, and, and we can say, right, this is what would be a good time. And if someone can currently, I don't think 12 weeks, 16 weeks is enough uh, from complete mm. beginner to, to marathon distance anyway, personally, but you know you can do it, but it doesn't mean it should be done. Uh, but if you, you give yourself a bit longer, then you can actually say, right, let's do our sums, it's about, what you can run now and what your heart rate is, what will that be in, you know, four weeks time, best case scenario, 12 weeks time, 20 weeks, what do we expect? And what does that translate to as a, as a finishing marathon time? That's your goal. Anything better than that is a massive win. Go be honest with people, you know? Mm, um, yeah. I think it's sort of, you know, people... yeah, cool. so. it's also, I was going to say, it's just sort of that it's that sometimes it's that naivety of not having done it before that when say someone wants dramatic weight loss or, you know, to run a goal. Cause do you remember when we did that um, long mint hike, you know, like 52 miles uh, cross, yeah, I remember know, that. <laughs> cross uh, country. Sure, and sure. Um, Yeah. And it was just a bit like, um, yeah, we're going to do that. I think my training consisted of um, going to the local sort of like, um, I think it was Cotswolds and buying a backpack, just sort of saying, well, that's like Alan's, one of the guys there, that'll do. Working mm-hmm. out how much uh, power raid that I could get into the side pockets. And... <laughs> Cotswolds the shop as opposed to Cotswolds the area. You went to a shop to buy a backpack and said that would do type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, uh, how can I put it? I'm not middle class enough for the uh, Cotswolds just quite yet. Um, we, uh, probably more my uh, level. We, we, uh, we uh, blundered our way through that event where we did it, yeah. but um, you know, I think we've learned a lot since then, haven't we? Well, yeah, no, I think it's that that sort of naivety that, you know, in the end sort of did it. But I think, you know, I've, I've got to be honest, um, it's made every other endurance challenge seem pretty easy since, um, <laughs> primarily because it was so freaking awful. Um, the, you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I'm just glad I took more calories than everyone else because when I was dulling out like sort of like cold pizza and like chicken legs, 
Yeah. And I think it was that yeah, naivety you... of sort of like, well, we're going to go and do this challenge. But there's no, you know, the, the, the prep on it. I, I, I think I walked up and down the stairs with weights for like 20 minutes just for a bit of a laugh on sort of like the Tuesday before. And, yeah, but you came yeah. fueled, man. You 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 fueled up when we made it. So, but yeah, there's a yeah, we've learned a lot. It's come a long way since then. Flipping up, it, it, it was interesting though because it's sort of like you know I think people have to go through that experience and you need it. I'm not you know well we actually did it so it's not a failure but I think you have to have some you know should we say the, the year after doing say something like the three peaks um, you know so um, Ben Nevis, Scarfell Pike and Snowden that seemed relatively easy in comparison just because it wasn't as awful as the thing that we'd done first of all so it's almost and a bit like course, um, you learned an awful lot about yeah you know, what, yeah you know i've got the back I, I i know at that point that i need to put the straps on my backpack because otherwise i'm going to get basically sores on my back but even to the point of you know you start learning about the footwear that you need you you know you can't do it in a borrowed pair of trainers or walking boots you know you probably need your own and just you know like you know how can I put it? Taking Bombay Bombay mix isn't a great, um, very, very good. This for is salt. a good example, is it good? Because we, we we were trainers then, you see, so we ought to have known better. But it's just a good example of of the advice was there, and we just we just chose to blunder our way through, and we got away with it. Um, mm. And that's no different to. Uh, many of the people who come to see us, the, the advice has always been there. Google exists, you know, um, mm. and sometimes you just go for it. But if you're doing something properly um uh and you really you really want to get there this time then it, it pays to just you know uh mm. take the take the advice i mean they're all kind of, i mean it's not like there weren't people on that hike who knew what they were talking about we just chose not to listen in that yeah. moment we were Pretty youngsters much, man yeah. we, we, we were young. but at this stage you know if you're doing something and you really want to do it properly um mm. you save yourself a lot of strife a lot of sore shoulders a lot of like you know whining on a hillside in the middle of, middle of shropshire if you just listen and apply some of the knowledge of yeah. people who've, who've walked that path before. I watched. I, mean, I, um, I got. I did. Um, years later, I did the the MDS, the Marathon Disabled. Uh, do you remember that? Twenty. Yeah. yeah. Coming up to ten years ago, you see. And if you compare the performance in Longmind uh, compared to the desert, you know, there's one a guy who didn't listen to anyone went for it and just about got away with it. So a guy who actually got through uh, a ridiculously tough race because he bothered to listen. Mm. Uh, if you're listening cheers nick by the way uh <laughs> that, that one's down to you yeah it's funny so i watched um the sequel to the movie the 300 the other day and it starts off with the battle of marathon and when that came out you know like you know years after i've done the sort of like the actual event i was just like that guy killed over and died after doing a marathon and we did 52 miles <laughs> <laughs> what you know like, you know, like <laughs> no one told us that at the time did they just thought, ah yeah. he died did he mm, yeah well, he clearly yeah. didn't take any cold pizza um <laughs> that's where it went wrong <laughs> <laughs> i think uh that will do us for today so uh yeah thanks for your um no, cheers for Ian. Today, all right? awesome all stuff good. and good as thanks, always Matt. to anyone listening to this uh links are in uh the gump after we finish uh chatting um, feel free to leave us a review and um, contact us if you uh, like to hear us discuss anything else. Um, yep, until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can get contact with myself, Ian Mellis, um, at Results Fast is my Instagram handle, or through my own website, www.resultsfast.co.uk or www.emellis.com.
You can get in contact with IO for Instagram at IO Training Nutrition, as well as his website, www.iotrainingnutrition.com. Um, thank you for listening today. It'd be really helpful if you can leave any comments or any feedback. Also, if you want any topics covered, uh, we can endeavour to look at covering for you.